4: I mean, I think it's an important question to ask, um, so which is why I'm asking. Well, you
0: asked it and I answered it. I, I, you, you asked it and I answered it three times.
5: Will you support the Build Back Better plan?
0: Senator Cinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. It's, it's, it's a part of the process. End, catch, and release. If they end, catch, and release, and they reinstitute, remain in Mexico, and finish construction of the border wall, guess what? Crisis will be ended. People will stop even coming because they know they're not gonna be able to. Some
4: breaking news on Facebook, Julia Boston.
0: Facebook responding to the latest on the outages saying in a tweet um, from CTO Mike Schrepper saying sincere apologies to everyone impacted by outages of Facebook powered services right now. We are experiencing networking issues and teams are working as fast as possible to debug and restore. As fast as possible, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp have been down for much of the day today. Now, the New York Times is reporting that Facebook has dispatched a small team to one of its California data centers to try to manually reset its servers in an attempt to fix the problem.
1: Facebook's back. Is it? That's what somebody just texted me to say.
2: I saw somebody... Uh, I saw somebody on social media just say it, but it still didn't work for me.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
2: So I I'm still know. not getting it.
1: Um. I'm getting it, I think. Wait, am I? Maybe it's just overloaded because everybody texted each other that Facebook's back and um they're all going on okay. it at once. Okay, maybe I am kidding. Okay, yeah, I have it.
2: So, um... So that was since I got off the air, since since just about one thirty or so.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: That was weird.
1: It was very weird.
2: This was uh, a friend of mine who works in radio as well said that it, it it feels like everything had stopped. The world had stopped. Now I I don't know that you and I are like reliant wholly on Facebook every second.
1: Yeah, no, I'm on Twitter more well. than I am on Facebook. Just yeah. watch news. If Twitter went down, I would be confused.
2: <clears throat> yeah, but Twitter did go down. Remember, like last year, whatever. Oh, yeah. the blue checks. They got the blue checks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was weird. Facebook. This is not supposed to happen, and then to have it happen. By the way, I, when I just let the music stop, everything. I was just going to ask you what the hell is going on, when when this. Happened for this long. Mm-hmm. This ain't good. Um, it's not. I started to think about, and I was going to start to look up. Um, it's really helpful that I was going to start to look something up, but <laughs> then people get to know that. About, like, uh, how prepared are we? Facebook is, for a lot of people, the primary community. Source of communication,
1: Mm-hmm. and we talked For- about this a little the other day when we talked about how, um, you know, if Facebook shut certain people off, yes, of the shut
2: people, but you know, it- what would
1: people do? Right, but you know, th- yeah, like Facebook could disappear because we've made a decision as a country that it's not in part of our infrastructure, and I think people treat it as though it is. Right, like Facebook could just go down and not come back the company right. could just go out of business
2: well no doubt right so what are we prepared for if, it, if that happens to facebook mm-hmm. first of all all the memories and stuff you've stored up there are gone so maybe they're on a phone somewhere maybe they're on a Dropbox or something somewhere but maybe not right. certainly all of your communications are gone uh, the archives of communications unless you've screenshot them or somehow downloaded them like we met on facebook Mm-hmm. So mm, the beginning, the original lies I put out there all on Facebook.
1: Did you take down Facebook to get rid of that damning <laughs> evidence? Honey? No, I'm
2: proud of the damning evidence. <laughs> it's like showing what you know what tackle I used to catch a sunfish.
5: You know, <laughs> the
2: misinformation that I used to, you know, to in order to get past your um force field or you know, it should be written about. I intend to write about it. How I lied and got a pretty wife by Tom <laughs> shadow. <started. laughs> um so no but but you know a lot of there are countries that essentially use facebook as not first world countries generally as almost the the organizing uh mechanism mm-hmm. for government for services to communicate with people etc all yeah. of these like you took like ah, uh, how are well, that's suddenly gone
1: i mean certainly a lot of small businesses do That's uh, huge. Also, how many small businesses do you know of that when you ask them what their website is, they direct you to their Facebook page?
2: Yeah. And their entire businesses just make all of their money from Facebook. Right. And target all their ads for their business on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Facebook ad targeting. Like I know somebody who owns a hotel and that's what they do. They do targeting ads, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So like uh, it wouldn't... You know, there are things that used to happen just a little while ago. Like, Mm -hmm. there was the Eastern Seaboard, like, went out of power in the 60s. And then, I know that some folks listening will remember this and know I'm kind of wrong about that. But it went out for a while. And New York City was was out. And Connecticut was out in the 70s. And there was a crime spree, of course. That's what you do when the lights go out. You just take stuff. But, like... I don't know what a lot of people, I mean, we know a lot of people who are very dependent upon Facebook, Mm -hmm. but that would be, you know what? It would almost be, and it almost was healthy for a bit to see, hey, this all goes away. Where are you? I was also thinking that there is no better way. Now that we've got all this other stuff, there is no better way for the Chinese military to keep us destabilized as they uh, come ashore on both coasts with, uh, with uh, Marines or whatever they've got over there. I think this is a good way to start. Mm-hmm. Government is disabled. Nobody believes each other in the country. Some people will wait to see how we should feel about the invading forces, mm-hmm. depending on how their political rivals feel or the right. people across the street, whatever. So there's a lot at play. There's a lot at, at play there, mm-hmm. if this were to happen. So, wh- what happened?
1: Um, I think that's still unclear. So, what I've seen, like, the New York Times uh, was reporting, it appears to not be a hack. <clears throat> it appears to be an internal problem that they had at Facebook with their servers. Something went wrong. So, and they dispatched a team of people... We
2: just played this audio.
1: ...to where the servers are, right? Right. And Which seems odd that everything's living just on some hard drive in a building somewhere... That, where, like, there <laughs> where there aren't people. Where there aren't right. people that can reset it. Like, it seems weird to me, but... Like, I guess this is how we've decided to live. Everything's just on the cloud in a box in a big warehouse together with where only the janitor ever goes. Like, remember we watched the show Silicon Valley and they had the guy John in, like, the server mm-hmm. place? It's like that. It feels like it's like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's a reminder that this stuff is really fragile that we've grown to depend on, right? And we feel like it's, like, a really safe place to save everything. Like, your photos and your recipes. I mean, like I know people that like save recipes on Facebook because they, you know, these little things pop up and like have a little video and it shows you a recipe and people like save it there and to come back to, you know, you have to have stuff somewhere else. I mean, even like Gmail apparently was having problems today too. People were saying, I didn't really notice it, but apparently. And you know, like, that's not really a safe place to store stuff either. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. I've joked about it with IT people I know, like, there's some t-shirt that you can buy that says, like, there is no cloud, it's just somebody else's computer. And, like, it's Everything that's being saved is being saved somewhere on a drive somewhere. So it's like you're just dependent, hoping that their drives are in a safer place than like the one in the back of your closet or whatever, when you save everything there. And I mean, I think it's unlikely that like everything would go out at once if you have like redundancies. But I mean, maybe there's something to be said for printing your photos and putting them in an album to look at (laughs) like a physical album in your house if you don't want anything to happen to them
2: wouldn't that be interesting if what if all of the photos in facebook Mm -hmm. ended up in a place where you could get to them but none of them were labeled or id'd so you'd have billions Mm -hmm. of photos it I guess you'd separate personalities and people by who went looking and who didn't.
1: Yeah. Or like... Okay, so this is another thing I've talked about with someone recently. Younger people apparently uh, don't know how file storage works on computers. Really? Because they just use search for everything. So... And it's a problem in, like, um, tech courses. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, like, put everything in separate folders, on their computer and then like nowhere to no find use it used to. Right. Yeah. They have no reason to, although it, you, it turns into a problem when you're like learning to program, you need to be able to like well, you need give a directory, right? right exactly. But they don't, they have no concept of that as a system. And these professors are saying, we're having a hard time even explaining to Gen Z what we're talking about, like where the file is. They're saying, what do you mean? Because they just haven't even conceptualized it like that. Like they haven't thought that there's like a hierarchy of directories on the computer. There's no like the the Jeez, that makes me nervous they use, to think about. The example they use is the idea that like they think of it as like a laundry pile instead of a, a file storage system. They just throw everything in and then they find what they need and pull it out. They don't like it's not like organized into boxes for them. They don't. It's they so haven't done that. And it's like it's causing problems with them learning to program. And say because their concept of it is so much more abstract. Right. But that means that you're now reliant on a good search function. And, you know, as well as I do that, like, well, Google is a good search engine, but like the search function on Twitter is terrible. Have you noticed that? Like, or on yeah, other things, great. like a lot of search functions are like really bad. And if you have a typo, they're like useless. You know, they have no.
2: It's interesting because Apple- to them
1: at all. And and if you're relying on those technologies, if that goes out, if the search breaks, like you can't get to it, you're lost. Like you're just completely relying on everything around you working perfectly all the time.
2: And, you know, you're you're trained to be like that on a Mac, which is what I have. Mm-hmm. A Mac does you just use a search and it goes and finds stuff, but you know I, I,
1: I or like my email. I treat my email that way now. I don't put my email. I used to always put my email in folders, but I just don't anymore. No got it. I just search in my email box. to right. find Right, but stuff.
2: here's the thing. In 2002, I think it was 2002 or 2003. I um it actually took, got me into re- really got me ahead in radio head, <laughs> um. Um, I took a course, an eight month long course, a certification course at BU Mm -hmm. on web design and development and to, in order to get the course, it was like 10 grand or so in order to get into the course, um, you had to take it this online, like aptitude test that you had to study for. And I knew nothing Mm -hmm. about computers at this point, nothing, nothing about anything. Um, but then they had you come in in person and in person, you had to um, categorize and organize with folders and subfolders, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that was it, to right-click the explore thing whatever it is. And I, I haven't used one in so long. Right. And it was all categor- categorization and create an images folder and put that here and create mm-hmm. a flash folder for your S shockwave files, which was back then. Mm-hmm. And put that here and then put a subfolder here. And it was all these. And that was the main thing. That yeah. was the foundation. Because that's the foundation or was. And then I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Now. It's still pretty well, important the foundation of creating now. a website was was organization. in folders, And, yeah. and folders. And, right. and forward slash into the next folders. And because what you have down here, you duplicate on your server. And so yeah. that was the whole thing was that. And they were essentially saying, if you don't get this, it's fruitless.
1: Right. And it's still a problem. They're still having to go back with students now who are taking, like, a programming class in college and have, like, done fine all the time. Like, they're having to go back and, like, reteach these students because they just have no concept of it. But what we've been doing is, you know, companies that make technology are focused on getting it into the hands of as many people as humanly possible, which means they want it as user friendly as possible. And they want to make sure that you're as far away from touching any of the stuff that makes it go as Mm. possible. They want it to be seamless. I mean, the reason why our three year old can use a smartphone is because it's so abstract and so, like, he absolutely does not know anything about folder hierarchies, right? Like, yes. And, and, you know, we've now trained a whole generation to be more like that, you know? And I think that, you know, uh, there are people that think that, like, coding is the future and, like, more and more people are going to know how to code and, and, you know, that learning to code is, I mean, it, it, I think it always will be a great career, but that it's going to, you know, continue to be more popular. But I think it's almost like the opposite. Like, you know, as cars get more widespread, you have tons of people that, like, can't do the first thing on their car. They just have no clue. You know, like you might think like when cars are new, you might think like, oh, as cars get really widespread, like everyone will learn to change their oil. Everyone mm-hmm. will learn to change a tire. But like as the cars get better and better and more and more user friendly and less likely to break, etc. etc. Like people just don't know how to do like even the simplest, tiniest thing, like even to pop the hood or change a tire like those people you saw the other day. And I think that we're going to be at that point with technology too it's almost a reason more to go into coding than ever
2: mm. that's a great point point. and like uh and w- once again not to bring it back to me but i'm going to is like and i'm sure i told you this that the um, that the reason the when i got into the radio station i was the receptionist the reason i that that really uh the talk station brought me in to help them was with web stuff i was mm-hmm. just doing web stuff because I had taken this class, and so among other, this is HTML 4.0, whatever. This is 20 years old stuff now. Right. Um. um but part of the thing that they made us do was we couldn't use any Dreamweaver, no author, web, no web authoring stuff. So it was always so we had to do everything from, from the back end, just horribly mm-hmm. monotonous. Whatever. I just wanted to draw pictures, and I figured that I, I don't know what I was. I, I had the wrong intentions, but. They made us build tables and, tables and tables and tables and embedded tables and tables and tables and tables. You know, mm-hmm. you've done tables, yes. You know, so table cells mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It's, it's really it's it's not, it's not rocket science, but you can get proficient at it. Mm-hmm. So, all of the the people who worked at the radio station were using the WYSIWYG to build tables and making change. You know, the it's the what would you call it, was it's what the you see CMS, is what you, you get is
1: short for what you see is no what i don't understand what... so it's like just right. it's a tool that you use that abstracts you from the actual code
2: exactly so if you have a blog whatever everybody knows what we mean, what we mean mm-hmm. i guess like you. so so the WYSIWYG, though wasn't perfect, and
1: yeah, sometimes stuff doesn't work. Oh, in like it, a thousand
2: stuff. things, and some people would erase part of a table and then add stuff, and then push stuff with with a space bar. Which so it's doing non-breaking spaces, you know, and it mm-hmm. doesn't know why. It, so the tables were shot to hell; they were terrible. So they brought a guy in it to work to, to fix the tables. Mm-hmm. Um, named PJ Kuhn, or Coin Cune. Do you know the story? No. His name is PJ Kuhn or whatever. He would come in. He was a cool guy, red hair. Used to come in and hang by me at the front desk, and then the 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 muckety mucks from RKO would take him in, take him in, and he'd go sit down and would fix all their stuff and and add more stuff. They had this thing called um, this big web page. It was very popular. It got a lot of page views called um, Political Junkie. Okay. And all it was is these um, a whole thing in tables. A whole bunch of fancy links to what were called weblogs or blogs.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it, <clears throat> just all of the blogs that you could think of back then that were really cool right after September 11th, the ones that you... Right. And so so that his job was to make sure it all looked good and stuff like that. He murdered his wife. Yes. <laughs> he poisoned her it, by using uh, some kind of poison in her Gatorade, and then he went away, and I believe he's still away. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so when he went away, I happened to be talking to the, the muckety at yeah. RKO, at my little desk, and he said, we need help with this page, and I said, oh, I can do that stuff. And so that's how they brought me over, Now my entree, because, because the back end of stuff, you know, when you can see... Oh, the mess that it is, when you can read that language, and this is, I understand you computer coders are looking at somebody bragging about HTML, and you think I should probably be shot from a cannon, I understand that. (laughs) But, you know, it was, at that point in time, it mattered. But you're right, just goes to the point that we don't know how to do anything. None of us, as well, know how to do anything that Facebook does. I guess we know how to text each other like we can in Facebook message, Mm -hmm. and we know some other things. Right but we don't first of all f- facebook is a tool that as a uh, as that i use all the time to find out stuff about people and to try to contact people and it works mm-hmm. you know i have guests and this and that to, to reach out to and now more than ever now is for my job i'm in these community facebook pages cuz that's where all the stuff's happening right and you know you're really hearing from the ground what's happening and it's hugely important so yeah, no, it was weird. It, I had an odd feeling today as I was walking through Newburyport, in the old part of Newburyport, which is where I'll be walking from now on. I've decided, Alice, no more from this town. I'm going to be in Newburyport walking every day. And thinking, looking at all these houses and these areas where I walked past this house that I want to live in. It, it was called the, have you seen the Home for Aged Gentlemen?
1: Yes, I have. You have?
2: <laughs> well, I want I want to move to the home for aged gener- gentlemen soon, honey. From you 18- do get
1: one of the old people's homes around here <coughs> sends us mail to your name. They it's think, fantastic. They think that you're gonna. But
2: move the, in the home anytime. for aged gentlemen. Anyway, I was thinking that, that like, wow. I mean, if we lose all this tech, we're essentially back to the time of the home for aged gentlemen from 1870. 18- we We'll need them from eighteen seventy. Um, no well it's just like the old architecture old Victorian place etc
5: mm-hmm.
2: um, but I thought that living in the home for aged gentlemen would have been great because you know like in 1875 the aged gentleman would probably like, be out in the balcony just looking angrily at the parades that were going mm-hmm. by and this like the celebratory parades for the the revolution the, the civil war whatever you know all the racket that was made on main street that's what I want to be I want to look down from a balcony and scoff at people <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'll call the guard. All right. Let's move along.
5: Is okay. there something well, more you'd like to
2: say?
1: Um. Well, the Facebook thing is interesting to me because they had this like whistleblower that was supposed to talk today.
2: This is Francis Haugen. Here's the 60 Minutes promo with her. Francis Haugen told us she was recruited by Facebook in
0: 2019. She says she agreed to take the job only if she could work against misinformation because she had lost a friend to online conspiracy theories.
4: How do
1: you? How do you? you, you, So, this is the person, by the way, who remember we were reading all the stuff that somebody had leaked all their internal slides about how Instagram is sending teenage girls into a spiral of depression and they know about it and all that stuff? Yes, yes. This is this leaker. She's the whistleblower. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. And she with.
2: got in it for really noble reasons to change mm-hmm. the world for the Wait, better. Wait, how do
1: you lose a friend to misinformation, by she the way? She
2: didn't lose a friend.
5: How do you lose Because it makes it sound First like foremost, they died.
2: Right. Well, it doesn't matter because she didn't lose a friend. She's a <laughs> psycho. But. I wanted
5: anyone to feel the pain that I had felt. And I had...
2: I didn't want anyone to feel the pain that I had felt. So I knew I had to go join Facebook to make a difference. Talk about a grifter. I
5: don't know if <laughs> to about her
2: and if I'm supposed to like her or not, if she's on my side politically.
5: I don't think she is. She's a liar. Seeing how high the stakes were in terms of making sure there was high quality information on Facebook.
2: At headquarters. Yeah, we know somebody who makes sure there's high quality information on Facebook, <laughs> too. She was assigned to Civic Integrity, which worked on
0: risks to elections, including misinformation. But after this past election, there was a turning point.
5: They told us we're dissolving civic integrity.
2: There was, there wasn't just a normal course of business. There was a turning point.
5: (laughs) Like they basically said, "Oh, good, we we made it through the election. There wasn't riots. We can get rid of civic integrity now." Fast forward a couple months, we got the insurrection.
2: That tells you she's just right down the middle uh, character. We got
5: the insurrection.
2: Yeah, we got the insurrection.
5: Just a couple months later. Coincidence? I think not. That'll
2: get you on 60 Minutes for saying the (laughs) word insurrection. But we didn't got an insurrection after all either.
5: And when they got rid of civic integrity, it was the moment where I was like,
2: I'm going to be an effing rat on 60 Minutes (laughs) sooner rather than later to make some money.
5: I don't trust that they're willing to actually invest what needs to be invested to keep Facebook from being dangerous.
0: Facebook says the work of Civic Integrity yeah. was distributed to other units.
2: <laughs> okay, so that's the promo for this thing. She is a non-credible person, and she is, a, I would say, I, I don't know her. I have all the signs of a psychotic that I picked up. Just my my feeling here. She joined, it's, it's incredible how storybook her account is.
1: Well, it's just, I mean, she joined the company with an axe to grind against the company, and I mean I, uh, you get the y- result that you and, get when you do that.
2: And the urge to be a star. Right. Right. Yes.
1: I mean, just the whole thing of like I mean I saw how high the stakes were. I lost a friend. Dangerous conspiracy theories. I mean like so I would say the chief basically the premise of this is that but I do think it's interesting that this whole thing happened. So now the conspiracy theories are all you know going crazy because she was supposed to do this and like then facebook vanished so like what are they hiding did they delete a bunch of stuff i mean who knows i don't know i do think reading all their leaked stuff is interesting i always think when mm. companies internal stuff gets leaked it's fascinating but um but i do so like i appreciate that and i do think it's interesting that you know that they absolutely know that they're that instagram is destroying kids mental health that's Interesting, too. But um, but this, like, conspiracy misinformation stuff, like, I mean, misinformation's out there. People believe all kinds of stuff. You know, that's fine. I, who cares? Who cares? It doesn't affect you. Go about your day.
2: Well, it shouldn't affect you. And it's your fault if it does. Yeah. It,
1: like, I don't sit around being upset that some people believe there's no such thing as gender. Like... I, It's only when they come to me and make me play make believe with them that I have a problem, you know, like, but they can believe it all day long. I don't care. People that's, you know, we live on a planet with a lot of people who think a lot of different things. And it's not like it's not like the conspiracy theorists have ever been proven right about anything. Right, honey. I mean, like there it's it is what it is. You know, people are going to think what they want to think and you can take their Facebook account away, but it's not going to make them stop thinking it. Uh, you know, there used to be a conspiracy theory that uh, the lab in Wuhan might have leaked the virus.
2: No. So, absolutely you not. Know,
1: you never know. You never know these <laughs> things. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, I encourage everybody to use this moment in time to think about uh, if you're dependent on any social media companies, um, finding ways to be less dependent on them.
2: By the way, the uh, statue of George Floyd in Union Square in New York City was vandalized. I think twice now people have thrown paint on the statue. No. Yes, it's right there in Union Square. Why would
1: somebody do that? It's not like he's a genocider like Columbus or something.
2: Well, I think that's the point, right? Is that if there's one thing we learned from the fallout after the murder of George, George Floyd... It's that you're allowed to break things and deface things that you don't like if they upset you, especially symbols. So this should be celebrated. That's what we're told, that all of the stuff that mm-hmm. happened as a result of this um, of this guy dying was that you have to break symbols that you don't like. You get to, even if it's built on a crappy foundation. Mm-hmm. So this is a celebration.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we were told that mobs were democracy in an in action for an entire year And then a mob broke into the Capitol And we were told it was like the worst thing to ever happen And an insurrection You know which Like I'm not a fan of mobs mm-hmm. Breaking into buildings of any stripe, I think it's inappropriate. And I've been consistent on that across the board to all ideologies. But some of my friends on the left have not. So they encourage it. And then this is what they get. Now we're encouraging following people into bathrooms and filming them in there. So, I mean, then I think other people right. are going to do that to politicians they don't like. And there's going to be a problem there when it happens to somebody that the left likes. Right. The when you which, follow AOC right. into the bathroom filming her, there's right. going to be a problem.
2: And yes, absolutely. In the bathroom, which is the place we're told, is why everybody needs their own because all the crime that happens there, all the assaults that happen, murders that happen there, which is why that some boys have to use girls' bathrooms and girls have to use boys' and then they, them can use theirs and that, their, et cetera. Bathrooms are a, a focal point of um, bigoted violence in this world. And so it should be a focal point. Like you said, when Kristen – I'm going with Kristen now. No more Kirstens. All you Kirstens, I'm Done. Done. The name was Kristen. It was just fine. It was just fine. It was a girl's way of saying Chris. We're going back to Kristen. All the Kirstens, too bad. But you're right. And now suddenly they chase her on there. And, I mean, it, it could have gone a lot worse. If you didn't have somebody who was oddly at a wavelength where that's not weird to her, like <laughs> Kristen Cinnamon, Cinnamon. <laughs> then uh, then that's okay. But, yeah, it's, it's bizarre that nobody gives a flying F. And actually, I, I wish I well, and it's because than... I stroked up because of the because of the Patriots game was up late last night. I didn't have my A game today. Somebody was on the radio saying you're only ret- you're always attacking uh, 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 Democrats and never Republicans, and I was like, I was defending a Democrat and Kristen Cinema today. But um, so here's what this is what Joe Biden said. This is so this guy is either addled or this cynical. Either way, it ain't good. President, uh, you're talking about how you have 48 Democratic votes right now. The other two uh, have been pressured over the weekend by activists. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat, P.L. Adam. Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line?
0: I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody from... The the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have secret service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's 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 part of the process. Yes,
2: part of the process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of the process. It's fine. It's totally cool. I, and he's not the only one. I mean, like mainstream leftist news outlets are applauding this and saying it's great. Kirsten Powers. Uh, Kristen. She's Kirsten.
2: We're not doing Kirsten's anymore. And I have. So it's only Kirsten's.
1: Oh. Okay. Well, you would think that the Kirsten's would stick together, but no. She says, I'm flabbergasted by people who think a U.S. senator has been harmed by constituents trying to get to her to, trying to get her to understand how her actions affect actual lives. If she didn't want to be confronted in a bathroom, she could have stopped and talked to them outside the bathroom. She also tweeted, which is worse, your grandparents being deported or being followed into a bathroom because you refuse to stop and listen by people desperate for your help? This is not a trick question. These people are not desperate for her help. These are activists. Mm -hmm. And she put out a statement saying that she's met with this activist group before and her office has talked to them. She's had open lines of communication with this exact group of people. These are publicity stunts designed to... Cause problems and get their word out, not to Kirsten Cinema, but to other to us, to make us be talking about this and talking about their cause and who they are and whatever. You know, this is designed to you know outrage people against her, so that even though the the issue that they were yelling at her about is but this from the Senate parliamentarian saying they couldn't put uh, amnesty into the build back better bill you know this and they're attacking her over amnesty like my grandparents are deported because of you kirsten cinema like no that's not how this works and i mean everybody in this country has had policies that differ wildly on all kinds of topics over time right like serious topics that affect actual people's lives and everything else and yet we still have a standard that you can't you know you can't cross certain lines in intimidating people politically. You know, the same group. Then they were at our house again last night. This
2: yeah, is- I saw that. They were at our house again last night. The the the, the thing is, and the projection is incredible, because no matter <laughs> what, I talked to a guy today talking about how violent the Tea Party was. What?
1: The Tea Party didn't no, do it. So you
2: all the shouting in town halls. Like You're allowed to shout in town halls.
1: Yeah, that's so an appropriate do- venue for town halls. Right. They Absolutely. weren't in the bathroom shouting at people. Right.
2: No, it's absolutely crazy, but they're, they're absolutists the left. They think that there's no, you can use it, whatever it takes, because they're spiritually in the right.
1: <clears throat> well, right, but that's, I mean, that's a tough case to make while you're in the middle of the thing, right? Yes. Like, y- it's hard to tell what side of history you're on when you're in the middle of it.
2: Right, well, I, you know, very few of the bullies, jackboots, breakers, whatever, thought they were the bad guys.
1: Yeah, none of them did. None of them did. Everyone always thinks they're in the right. That's how this works. If you have that kind of moral certitude, then, I I mean, then you just lack perspective. Because, and this is an example, like, I saw a professor mention this one time. Like, he asked a class of students, like, what, you know, if you lived in the time of slavery, would you have been, like, for or against slavery? And they all say they would have been against it, Mm -hmm. right? And then he asked them, like, so, what positions do you hold today? Like, what opinions do you have that are considered like morally unacceptable and are are extremely unpopular with all the people around you and in your social life and like could get you ostracized and criticized because and none of them have any because and and that's the the real point is that most people have opinions that are shaped by all the people around them
2: right right you know yes so, So, so these bathroom yellers their entire world their entire echo chamber is fellow bathroom yellers (laughs) <laughs> and so right. that's just today we're bathroom yellows. there's nothing wrong with that that's what you would do
1: right and we're the good guys obviously right. because everyone we know agrees with us that we're the good guys but actually in actual fact throughout history most of the time the good guys have been people who uh other people thought were weird and different and you know whatever they're and we're going against the flow of what everybody in society is doing it's it's very difficult to tell in the moment uh, whether you're the good guy or the bad guy. They're guaranteed because we look back at every era in history and every civilization in the world, and they do things that we think are morally just incomprehensible human sacrifice, leaving babies out to die in the woods, like, uh, you know, slavery, all uh, uh, the holocaust there's constant genocides throughout history you know every civilization has done things that we think are completely evil and wrong so chances are that we're not the first humans in the world to be perfect all of a sudden right so chances are we do stuff and our society has things that future generations are going to consider absolutely reprehensible and evil of course and so you know if if you think that everything our society does is great and that nothing we do is absolutely evil and wrong, then chances are you're missing something. You know absolutely. what what are people gonna look back at and say was our time periods like slavery or well I mean or I, I, Holocaust or well, yeah. or whatever you know right There's gonna be something. Well, what do you think? Um, I certainly think like the trans and kids stuff. Is up there. Mm-hmm. I think abortion is up there. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I mean, I think if you asked somebody on the left, they would probably say that climate. You know, but but we can't know. You know, it's. I don't know what future generations are going to think because I'm not them. You know, well, I it- I'm shaped by my worldview and my society and how I grew up and the things going on around me as much as anybody else. So you have to know that. You know what you th- the- you I mean you go with what you think is right, but like you can't know what what's going to be the right thing but, for all time. But, but
2: I think there are some signifiers that you are wrong and or hypocritical in real time immediately. Mm-hmm. So if if climate um, people were setting forest fires now, well then, you know I think they're proven on the spot to be they're exposed immediately and so you could look back and you don't have to 20 years from now or whatever you could look back and say oh yeah that's mm-hmm. obviously open and shut it doesn't turn out that our moral <coughs> our moral compass has come around to that that's bad that was bad then and it's bad now it's bad but i what i think is one of those mm-hmm. is the willingness of self-professed um civil rights-minded racial equity minded racial equality minded mm-hmm. um, and and, um, and socially socially social justice oriented people to be fine living absolutely wonderful fr- um, fruitful lives upscale lives with all the trappings of uh, an upscale life mm-hmm One mile away from where these people you, you know, claim to care so much are slaughtered Mm -hmm. every night or a few times per week. Right. And to not demand or not suggest that that's a, that that is a desperate situation that needs to be addressed immediately as an emergency. Mm -hmm. You just, you have, you go with your Roll your stroller past the George Floyd thing in Union Square in 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 New York. Mm-hmm. Have the Black Lives Matter or this is a house we believe in science. There's no hate home hate here. Do all the sloganeering stuff like that, mm-hmm. and don't lose a bit of sleep over the fact that mothers are burying sons regularly in black communities. It's
1: probably internalized white supremacy, <laughs> honey.
2: The point is that that makes you kind of a wretched person, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sorry, those of us who don't have the yard signs are less wretched because of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pat myself on the back for being a civil rights hero. You know, I'm ashamed that we live in a society that has this, you know, and maybe shame is not putting my, my, you know, is not doing my part. It's something. All right. Yeah. You know, it, it's showing you a little bit that I'm at least aware, you know, I mean, when they count out the roll call for who thought they were a real hero and who didn't, <laughs> when I'm at the aged old men's home, I will not be saying, I really made a difference when I was 30. I really did It's like, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. Like the people you know who posted on Facebook saying, our kids will know which side of history we were on. Oh, God.
2: Now Facebook's gone. No, yeah, I no. guess you
1: can't... Uh, Show that off so, anymore.
2: Speaking of somebody who I've had a run in with online, Alice mm-hmm. Matthew Dowd in the news as well.
1: Another really good person.
2: A really good person. Country over He'll party. Yep, he's a guy who somehow found my
1: <laughs> <sub-stack>, <laughs> he name searched
2: himself. Substack found my Substack, found, where I call into question his entire moral character. It suggests he's a DC insider, and he only took issue with me saying he was a DC insider. Which is remarkable. I to barely
1: me. ever go to DC right. unless I absolutely Tell have to. Tells you how to. his
2: mind works. But so we have the. I'm going to play the audio here. If you can watch the video, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's an angry dude.
1: He's running for a Texas lieutenant governor as a Democrat. Right. Now. He's he on scene here Republican. with Brianna
2: Keeler. He's just scrubbed his social media because yeah, obviously, he deleted
1: 175,000 right. tweets. I think.
2: Uh, yes, and then he says, what, "What?" He says, "Oh, I haven't erased any of them. There's still five thousand there." It's like, yeah, that begs the question: Which ones and why did you remove the ones? So he removed the tweets. Brianna Keeler asks him about this repeatedly. He gets more and more angry.
0: I say an insurrection at our (laughs) US Capitol.
4: Matthew, uh, you're well aware you're being attacked by Republicans and Fox for deleting thousands of tweets. How many tweets did you delete?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think what I did was, and this was long before, this is funny about Fox who looks for anything to sort of come up with some conspiracy theory as they do. Uh, earlier in the... Su- saying all the right things on CNN, sometimes it doesn't Well, she say- set
1: it up for him, too. She said, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, Fox and the Republicans are saying...
0: Right. Summer, I thought I have 270, 260,000 tweets that have just been accumulated. I just decided to go through and delete all of my old tweets, whatever it happened to be. So there's, there's no conspiracy never, never. thing but here. Why? It's just cleaning up my files long before I even thought about running uh, in this race. But again... It's a typical Fox thing to, to, to turn to some conspiracy, thinking it has more meaning than it actually does.
4: Why did you do it then?
0: I, I just said, Brianna, I did it because I just wanted to clean up all of my files and get rid of all of the stuff that accumulated over time. Well, I, There's I, no I mean, reason. I, as you I know, understand that, and, but
4: this isn't like emptying your email inbox,
0: to be clear, getting rid of all your old Well, things. I empty my email inbox every single day, and I, I'm, a, I'm a person that...
2: That's a psychotic that does that. You are a psycho if you do that.
0: Empties the emails and trashes all this stuff. There's no reason, Brianna, you can Google Matthew Dowd and find out everything you possibly wanna know about my history and everything I've said. So everything I've said has been public for the last 20 years. It's not a problem. It's been complete. everybody knows. It's
2: not a problem, says the guy in the defense. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's that's just like saying, this is not news. This is not a news story. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> We're just gonna do our due diligence anyway, if you don't mind. We're gonna look around here.
0: Who I am, what I've done, what I've said, because I've said it on national television over and over and over for the last two decades.
4: Then why delete them? Because you know that that is going to raise eyebrows. That's going to elicit scrutiny. I mean, in the age of when anyone deletes anything or isn't forthcoming with, say, emails, I mean, look, we know where this goes. You know that it's going to grab attention.
0: So what I think's happening, Brianna, and I think it's unfortunate, is Fox News does this, which is dreams up some conspiracy theory, as they always do, which is obviously not has nothing to do with anything of what we're talking about. And then people begin to repeat it again. I cleaned up my inbox it. I think it was May or Salty. June, just deleted all my old tweets. I have I think I have five thousand sitting there. And so I just.
2: Well, that asks
0: the question, right? Right. Then why are they there and not the others? I think we shouldn't play into Fox's news sort of conspiracy theories.
4: Or I mean, I think it's an important question to ask. Um, so, which is why I'm asking. Well, you, you
0: asked it, and I answered it. I, I, you, you asked it, and I answered it three times.
4: Um salty I do ask Matthew
0: you, Dowd, salty. Can why you... are
1: Why are liberals so angry? They uh, like always act like Republicans are so mad all the time. But I like, I don't feel. Uns- I don't feel mad.
2: Speaking of <laughs> unstable people, the
1: time. <laughs> let's go
2: over to here to Kayyem. Who can t- to pretend? <laughs> it, one of the most craven people on TV. Uh, I knew her in person years ago. It, it it's not surprising at all. She's an up mm-hmm. uh, and comer, and just just a a really vacuous but educated person who says whatever she needs to say to get to, uh, TV hits uh, and try to seem. She reminds me of a few different people I know who really try to seem uh 100 confident in their platitudes and try to say it in a way that's supposed to bring added weight this is not something this is in unimpeachable what i've just tweeted here you'll leave this alone this is wisdom (laughs) so she says vaccine mandates for air travel had for me at least little to do with science instead Government should absolutely be in the business of setting burdens on desired conduct that might move people to a shop. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> now, uh, this guy, uh, Ashish K. Ja, M.D. MPH, now Ashish K. raises the medical reason, and it is correct. So what this guy says, Ashish... He gets
1: quoted by the Boston Globe a lot for his COVID wisdom.
2: I am not shocked. Mm-hmm. Ashish K. Jha, MD, MPH. What's an MPH? Uh,
1: Masters of Public Health, I think.
2: Okay. Uh, Physician researcher advocate for the notion that an ounce of data is worth a thousand pounds of opinion. Already, (laughs) I know who I'm dealing with here. (coughs) Professor Dean uh, Brown, SPH. He says, it's time for vaccine mandate for air travel. Lack of one is becoming an issue. So here's my story from last night that confirmed why we need it. Basically, we can't expect mitigation measures to be enforced well enough to prevent transmission on airplanes forever. Short thread. (laughs) Last night, I took an overnight from LAX to Boston. Coast to coast, if you don't know, Alice. That's Mm -hmm. an important, he's hopping coast. He's a very important person. I got to the gate, found myself next to a person whose mask barely covered her mouth. Already, uh, can I have a P? Okay. Mask was nowhere near her nose, let alone covering it. I walked away. My flight boarded, and I sat down in a window seat. She soon sat next to me. Sitting next to someone who is essentially maskless wasn't great. Can I have an S? <laughs> S. Truth is, if your nose isn't covered, you really aren't working. Uh, wearing a mask. Can I have a Y? She then started singing to a video on her phone. Really? Can I have a C? Mm-hmm. You know where this is going, right? Was like to yep. guess at the word?
1: I'll let you finish up.
2: Her flimsy cloth mask uh, wasn't doing much at that point. Flight attendant asked her to pull up her mask. The fact that we're now on this third part of this and he's double spaced. Where am I? Did I hit the C already? Can I have an H? Mm-hmm. She uh, chatted with me about having seen me on TV. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Now I'll need the O. What word does that spell? <laughs> <Psycho>. <laughs> Correct.
1: He asked her to put her mask on she a bunch more times. She chatted
2: with me about having seen me on TV. Man, I'll tell you. The number of sightings my friends <laughs> talk about having had a brush with Ashish <laughs> K. Ja, man. I'll tell you. If there's ever a guy I'm going to recognize, it's Ashish <laughs> K. Judd <clears throat> She chatted with me about having seen me on TV. By the way, just in case you don't know, he's on TV a lot.
1: Maybe that's why he has to fly back and forth from L.A. to it, Boston from all the, the time. Coasts. It's the coasts,
2: he says. he's on. She saw him on TV. It doesn't matter <laughs> where. He does TV. He says she then volunteered she wasn't going to get the vaccine. <laughs> I tried to engage her on why he's utterly decent this uh, jet setting uh celebrity what a decent guy I military He's trying
1: to help her you I'm know I'm trying
2: to engage her I think I'll, I'll engage her By the way most people flying from coast to coast in a seat with when a, a row with th- at least 3 seats but which he <laughs> says here really want to talk to the person <laughs> 4 inches away Anytime I'm on a plane and there's somebody four inches away, I am hoping the plane plummets to the ground. <clears throat> she then volunteered why she wasn't getting the vaccine. I tried to engage her in why. Her mask fell below her nose again. Little did she know that psycho md.mph whatever was counting mask failures, by the way. <laughs> Sheldon again. You... Oh, am I gonna be making mental note for <laughs>
1: Plus, like, if she's seen him on TV, mm-hmm. supposedly, wouldn't she, like, know his feelings on this?
2: Well, yes, but that's why she wanted to engage him. You know, everybody who sees Anish K, Ashish K. M.D. M.P.H. <clears throat> wants to take up right where he left off on his last TV hit. that's how <laughs> normal humans do it, right? The same way the, the Jussie Smollett killers said, hey, Empire guy, uh, Donald Trump rules before they beat him up. <laughs> <clears throat> Her mask fell below her nose again. We kept chatting for a bit. Asked her nicely to pull up her mask. She got annoyed, but did. Ten minutes later, it was down again. Psycho here has been vaccinated, by the way. Yeah,
1: I'm sure right. at least right. At least the normal number of times, <coughs> possibly more.
2: Ten minutes later, it was down again. After waiting, I asked again. She glared and pulled it up. Maybe she glared... Well, first of all, there's no she, obviously. But if she did and she was glaring, it's because some a-hole kept bothering her about... Can you, can you pull it up? Can you please pull it up? Can you please pull it up? <laughs> Maybe it's she like, was
1: eating or drinking. Face
2: your forward, okay, <laughs> as she's mph Face forward. Do your own thing. Mind your own GD business for a second. Cabin lights dimmed. <laughs> and now I couldn't see. <laughs> oh, my. We sat inches apart for a five-and-one-half-hour flight with her variably masked.
1: <laughs> oh, my
2: God, this poor guy.
1: Also, <sighs> does he know that, like, cabin air in an airplane is, like, completely recycled and run through uh, half 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 filters? <coughs> like, filters? Like Are you every Alice two Shattuck, minutes-
2: MD, MPH?
1: <laughs> every two minutes, there's, like, totally the new air in Did there. Did
2: you just fly okay. in from the coach?
1: The from coast? the coast? No, I didn't.
2: Were you just on TV? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was, was not
1: just on TV.
2: He said, I don't love sitting next to an unvaccinated, unmasked person for hours. Couldn't tell that, Ashish K Maybe he should
1: not fly. <laughs>
2: Why do I care? I'd rather not get a breakthrough infection. So I sat in my KF94. Likely, likely safe. Well, then... What's the problem, dickhead?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're vaccinated and wearing an advanced medical she mask. She was
2: in the middle seat. Her neighbor in the aisle seat was an older man with a cloth mask. Not great. Tell me what her neighbor wasn't, Alice.
4: Um,
1: an older man <laughs> with a cloth mask? Correct. <laughs>
2: tell me what person, or tell me what was in the, what wasn't next to her?
1: Um, Another passenger?
2: Correct. <laughs> Tell me what wasn't next to him. <laughs> Correct. This is a psycho. Ashish Kaja, MD, MPH, goes on to say, we have, this is his, we have very little liability, little ability to control what happens on planes. Now that's a telling line. We mm-hmm. can't control. The, I, the, where's all the controls around <laughs> here for
5: how can
1: i control other people
2: it's a place where we share the air with strangers for long periods of time this needs to be told directly to his <laughs> battery of shrinks we could do stricter enforcement of masks flight attendants are trying but are also exhausted asking them to do more he's already bothered a flight attendant honestly once <laughs> by the way in his seat where the lights are off so he's just assuming she's not masking i don't know i can't beat you now the lights are off I have not been in a pitch black airplane. I assume it happens.
1: <clears throat> if she's four inches from him, he can probably see whether or not her mask
2: He <laughs> should have brought a, a, um, a police light and just shined it on her face. Just a whole ride for the whole five and a half hours. Make sure this doesn't slip down at all.
1: He could like set off some kind of an alarm every time he sees somebody. <laughs>
2: Flight attendants are trying, but are also exhausted. Asking them to do more is not tenable. But the vaccine, so by the way, when there's mask mandates, so, but vaccine mandates for air travel are, Canada has done it, we should too, mandate vaccine or negative test for air travel. I understand the person next to me had the freedom not to be vaccinated. The old man next to her has the right to fly without getting infected. End. <laughs> that is Ashish, K J M D M P H. Mm-hmm. a dickhead's dickhead and he's very pleased with himself it's in, in incredible incredible
1: yeah it's um it's telling and then Juliet Kayyem's tweet was almost more insane like I don't even know if there's a medical reason but we should just yeah. do it to hurt people a little bit like that's where we're at with the people that want the vaccine mandates and everything and I I don't know, but, like, I can't think that most people actually want this. Right? Like, don't most people just want to go back to normal? The AP has a story, by the way, that uh, cases in New England are going up, despite our high vaccination rates. Shocking. I mean, it's going to happen over the winter again like if you test people all the time especially if you test school kids all the time you're going to run into this well
2: none of that but alice you know it's even more stunning
1: what's more stunning
2: sorry i'm sending this to us i'll have it for the show tomorrow um what's even more stunning so those cases that doesn't uh, you know the the connecticut cases aren't really going up but that's fine it doesn't matter the other ones aren't going up like we expected them to because cases would go up yeah. Right? So here's uh, here's the AP story where I, I assume the AP didn't know that this would have the effect on people that it did. <clears throat> oh, so you oh, should have pressed. New Zealand admits it can no longer get rid of coronavirus.
1: Dun, dun,
4: dun. Can
2: you imagine? Wellington, New Zealand. New Zealand's government acknowledged Monday what most other countries did long ago. It can no longer completely get rid of coronavirus. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced a cautious plan to ease lockdown restrictions in Auckland, despite an outbreak there that continues to simmer. Since early in the pandemic, New Zealand had pursued an unusual zero-tolerance approach to the virus, those strict lockdowns and aggressive contact tracing. Till recently, the elimination strategy had worked remarkably well for the country of 5 million, which has reported just 27 virus deaths. While other nations faced rising death tolls and disrupted lives, New Zealanders went back to workplaces, schoolyards, and sports stadiums, safe from a community spread. But all, that all changed when the more contagious Delta variant somehow escaped from a quarantine facility in August. I'll take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> After it was brought into the country from a traveler returning from Australia. I'll take that with a grain of salt, too.
1: But, I mean, so Remarkable. we Remarkable. Talk, we talked about this a little before because Singapore's run into this problem. They went to, like, no more restrictions um, a little while ago, maybe in August or something. and Or September, early September, maybe. And they... Uh, they just like can't psychologically uh, make that make it okay with their population now. And and I assume like New Zealand and Australia are going to have this problem, too, because even if like what we're seeing with the Delta variant and stuff is that like you can still test positive with it, even if you're less likely to and even if you're less likely to be seriously ill. Right. So, I mean, and even in the beginning, the vaccine's, you know, 95 percent effective. That means that you know, that it's preventing 19 out of every 20 COVID cases. But if there were going to be a lot of COVID cases, you're still going to have a lot, even if you've reduced it by 95%. And it's a little bit less than that with the Delta variant, right? So, you know, there's still going to be cases out there. You're still going to have people testing positive. The key point is that if everybody who wants a vaccine is able to get one, if everybody who wants a booster shot is able to get one, then, you know, then we need to move on. Right like because there are going to be cases People are going to test positive for this It's going to be around and it needs To not trigger these extreme Measures and, and you know New Zealand And Australia and the remaining few places That are really trying to do this Are um, you know they're, they're going to have to let up at some point And mm-hmm. they're going to have to make it okay With the people in their population That they're going to be people testing positive For COVID and they're not going to close the whole country Every time anyone tests positive they you you can't do it. It's right. not sustainable. It, it, right. Right. And you know, and you can make it like they're happy apparently that they had the policy and that they prevented deaths apparent during their the, pan, the earlier phases of the pandemic or whatever. Like if that's what their population wanted as a country and they got it, then that's fine. But like at this point, there is not really a justification anymore well, because the people <laughs> that want the protection can get the protection. You so know what much. else? I guess
2: I guess there is. It, it, um, an island of mindset. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're in the southern hemisphere. Other than the cu- huge country full of idiots next to us, there's nothing around us. Right. All we have to do is keep things from coming in. Mm-hmm. But they also have no bad animals, so I like New Zealand. No worries.
1: Yep, New Zealand's cool. They found the Lord of the Rings there. I like that about yes,
2: it. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I knew a wonderful, a very cute waitress there when I worked on the, phone, when the cruise ship named Megan. I couldn't, and since she was a waitress, a bar waitress... I could never go get over how cute she looked when she said, "Chick, you need the chick." I will get the chick, 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 chick. <laughs> so thank you, Megan. I'll think about her at the aged men's home from now on. <laughs>
1: you gonna think about me at the aged men's home? Of course. <laughs> Give
2: you a thought or two.
1: Good. I'm glad I'll watch you
2: down with the kids at the parade. <laughs> I'm glad
1: I rate. I'm glad I rate. So well. My ear horn. You listening. For now, until it all goes down, find us on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We're at Twitter, at uh, Burn Barrel Pod, BurnBarrelPodcast.com. That hopefully won't go down, but who knows? Email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just follow the RSS feed, leave an Apple Podcast review, and if we don't hear from you, we'll assume it's uh, the social media not working.